I acknowledge with gratitude that I'm a settler who lives and creates on the unceded traditional territories of the Samiamu First Nation, which lies within the shared territories of the Kwantlen, Katsi, and Stolo First Nations. I would like to have some episodes every now and again that are focusing on some of the everyday things that just may make our life a little bit easier. So just starting here today with, so what have I done with my living space to make it a little bit easier? Welcome to the ADHD Friendly Lifestyle. I'm your host, Moira Maben, a woman, mom, educator, and I have late diagnosed ADHD. This is the place to practice getting rid of guilt or shame and spending more time with our strengths and passions. There are things that I wish I had known about my ADHD sooner that are allowing me to make different decisions to make my life more ADHD friendly, and I want to share them with you. For show notes, including next steps, resources, and articles on this topic, visit ADHDFriendlyLifestyle.com. Thank you, Coach Roxy Martin, for uh, joining me again on a week where I didn't feel inspired to write, but as always like to talk. I really was getting sidetracked today because I've come up with an idea of how to organize episodes so they take less executive function. Really wanted to focus on that and not on writing the next episode. So thanks for coming to the rescue. And with what are our favorite ADHD friendly things around our home? I love it. And I love the excuse to visit with you. So it's a win, a win. Exactly. So. Oh, that's garbage. That's like the pickup, isn't it? It sounds like somebody's taking the cans. I think. I think it's. Let's be start done. with garbage, because I've actually done a couple things that to try and make it easier for me with uh, with garbage. Like one of the things that I noticed was that in my bathrooms, if I didn't have a little recycling container, I would throw away things, and so I ordered little recycling containers for my bathrooms so that toilet paper rolls or oh, empty good. containers will go in there. Okay. The other thing that we did is that we started pre-sorting our recycling nice. right in our kitchen because nobody wanted to do it in the garage. So I got little containers that were mm-hmm. colors because glass has mm-hmm. to go into a red container. So I got a little red plastic container because my kids have ADHD too, right? So whatever I could do to make it easier for the stuff that's recyclable that could go back, we can drop it off with a label to our recycling center, and then they'll just credit the okay. refund to our account so we don't have to wait. So I have a plastic, clear plastic bag in a bin in our kitchen, and people just put them in there. And then when it's full, we slap a label on it, and, and so there's no sorting or organizing mm-hmm. of it. That's all kind of done right then and there. That reminds mm-hmm. me of something we do, and that is... We have one big bin that we use for cans and bottles. And my husband, once that gets full, my husband takes it in and just hands it off. And Mm -hmm. it's something similar where they will do all the sorting and adding up and whatever. (laughs) And, and then his, the big incentive for him to get that done is whatever he makes off of that, he uses to build his whiskey collection. Right. That's his money. Yep. It's yep. his money. So yeah. we'll like, if I, I'll be like, you're going to spend how much on whiskey? And he'll say, but. Yep. And so that's how we do that. And the other thing we did to address 
one of the issues, which was overflow Mm -hmm. in the kitchen, because we have not mastered the art of minimizing. We're still like way too much waste um, goals, but we're not there yet. So we just bought really big bins for the recycling, Mm -hmm. but they're very narrow. Yeah. So they're just super tall and super narrow. They don't take up much space. You don't notice them. They're against a back wall, but it gives us a little more time. And then, um, yeah. And then we address it more like every two weeks instead of seeing it overflow and walking past it over and over and over. So that's what was happening for us. And the other thing that was an issue was no one wanting to take the food waste to the food waste container that was in the garage. Mm -hmm. So we actually discovered that, hey, for like, 10 months of the year, we can just keep it outside our kitchen door, which is on a deck. Even if it's pouring rain or the weather's horrible, you can just open the door and put it right into the bin there. We kind of dove in with the dirty stuff right away. We're here today, ADHD-friendly lifestyle house. I'm going to kick it off by saying I built my dream house, my absolute dream house, put everything in it that I could possibly want, and three years later, moved away from it. One, because the mortgage was too big. Two, the house was too big to manage. And three, I will never live in an open concept house again. I do not want to see my kitchen all the time. I want to ignore it if it's messy. And I don't want to have to walk by my children's bedrooms on a regular basis. They're both teenagers now. (laughs) That is their space. (laughs) I want to tell you how impressed I am that you said that you uh, that you were able to go one and say the yep. thing and then go two and say the thing and then get to three and remember the thing. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. And right now I was like, um, what was the thing that I was actually saying? The other thing is, is that I am a perfectionist in recovery. I was going to plan my and organize my way out of ADHD. And that was by having order and cl- cleanliness and tidiness. And so there's a story. It's, a, it's not really a story, but oh, yeah. um, in our kitchen, we have a sign that says, excuse the mess, but we live here. And my husband <laughs> encouraged me to buy it. And I allowed it to be hung in the laundry room because that's what base I was comfortable with it being in. Now, almost 10 years later and a pandemic, I am way okay with mess. Um, I'm living with it a whole lot more comfortably. <laughs> Acceptance is the answer. Yes. And um, I still like cleanliness. So having that kitchen that has walls on three sides, so I don't have to see it, has been uh, a huge game changer for me. And not feeling like I'm responsible to keep it all clean, because that's what also drove me to near insanity, was feeling like I was the, well, I was, I was the only person who cared in my house. My husband doesn't care. He could live in piles. And my children are just not that motivated or they get overwhelmed by it. Mm -hmm. And for me, this is cleaning and organizing is what I do when I want, feel like I am losing control. Same. Which I should have, you know, a really, really well-organized house if we're just using that as criteria. Cause at some point in every day I have a feeling of out of control. (laughs) Nope. Well, You know, it was interesting because, you know, I didn't recognize ADHD in me. What I didn't realize, my desire to be so organized was because of how easily disorganized I am. And that was the piece that I was like, oh, 
Yeah. So easy for us to be disorganized. We went away this weekend. I said to my husband, oh, you know, good good job for like packing before we were going because I had to unpack everything and I had stuff in every room of this cottage we were staying in. And he's like, I just picked my suitcase up from the floor and put it on the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think one of the only places I'm organized consistently is is in a a hotel room. When we traveled, I did a really nice job. I found a, a little container to put my keys and my phone and whatever in and I set it up nicely mm-hmm. in the bathroom so that I had all my makeup brushes in one little container and I did really well and it felt really natural but the reason why is because I had next to nothing that I needed to organize right if I kept yep. it simple right I packed really light and I didn't have much so it was easy when I came home I think the answer is to have like nothing but a suitcase full of stuff for me to be responsible for because I do so much better But that natural disorganization thing, no matter how hard I try, it shows up all over the place. Um, I was making bread right before this, and I'm really good at it. I've got a rhythm. And at the same time, if you had a camera on me, you would see me walking back and forth and back and forth and grabbing paper towels to wipe my hands and more paper towels. And pretty soon, the whole thing of paper towels is down to about two sheets before cardboard. And then I don't know why I have to walk across my kitchen all the time to wash my hands. Like I wash my hands a zillion times and it's back and forth and back and forth. So that idea of someday I'm going to be one of those chef-like people who has their mise en place all perfectly laid out and they only work in the triangle and they only go to the station to wash their hands, you know, at the end of each thing. I I just don't think it can ever Mm -hmm. be me. I think, I think time-lapse photography will always show that I am a Tasmanian devil. I don't know. Do you have a big kitchen, like a lot of working space? Oh, it's really big. It's not laid out well. I think if I had, um, what do you call it? A captain's kitchen? What's it called when it's real? Oh yeah, like a galley kitchen. Yeah. Galley kitchen. That's yeah. it. Captain's yeah. kitchen. Yeah. If I had one of those, I think I'd actually do better. But that's the stuff that is, that is not everything's perfect. And that's one of the examples of something that is maybe always going to be an issue for me. But, but since you were talking about things to make it ADHD friendly, I will say that for the past four or five years, I have had a really well organized kitchen space. Mm-hmm. So, where everything is located, how I get to it, depending on whether I'm baking or making a dinner. Um, it's all laid out really, really well. I have all my colanders and my knives and my cutting boards right by the sink because that's where I rinse off my vegetables mm-hmm. and I need them right there. So I do that all in one spot. And then when I'm at my stove, I have my pots and pans just above me. I've got all of my go-to utensils in a really cute little crockery pot right in front of me. I have all of my oils and salts and special things in a deep um, drawer that's right to my left. I'm left-handed that I just can reach in and grab. Yeah, you're talking about point of performance, right? Having those things that you need right at the point of performance. And I have a couple examples for that. Not in the kitchen. I was just going to say, we're kind of representing two two different viewpoints of ADHD in the kitchen because when we went away together, um, you kept me alive by feeding me regularly. 
I'm the one who wanders into the kitchen and looks at things and goes, I, I, I don't know. I don't want any of it. Like I just, I know I need to eat food, but nothing looks good. And we actually in our fridge put things in clear containers and I'm reorganizing it because my kids and I, if we can't see the food, we won't eat it with anything. If I can't see it, it doesn't exist. Same. That's why I think a lot of people like to have stuff out. And the mm-hmm. way that I've dealt with that, with wanting to have clean surfaces, is on my bedside table. The top drawer is the stuff I need at nighttime. So I can get it out at nighttime. Yep. And then in the morning, I just can put it right back into the drawer so it doesn't look like a disaster area. And then I've done the same thing mm-hmm. in my bathroom. I love boxes and I have trays. Mm-hmm. And in the bathroom, we have an ensuite and then we have a bathroom beside that. First of all, I've doubled up on on things. Mm -hmm. So like I have a toothbrush in each and I have deodorant in each and I actually have deodorant in my closet. So like I'm going to have it somewhere that I'm, I need it when I think of it. Um, But I also have trays, like my makeup is in a tray Mm -hmm. and it's totally messy there. I pull the tray out, I use the stuff, I throw it back in and then I can just put the tray away. So the counter looks clean, it looks tidy, but I'm not having to waste any effort or energy on keeping it clean, organizing it. Yep. And so I tried to do that. We've done that with my kids where there's a basket where they come home and they drop off newsletters and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. For me, having multiples and having clear containers have been huge to have those things at the point of, point of performance. Mm-hmm. Well, you said something about trays in your bathroom. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I just wanted to jump on that and say the way that I handle trays in my bathroom is I have one rectangular porcelain tray and it's got a little rim around it that I can only put so much on it because if it, if I put too much, it goes onto the rim and then it falls off. Mm -hmm. So it limits how much I can have on my counter. And on in within that little space, I have a small container for my makeup brushes. And then I have another small container that has my basic makeup setup. So what happens is that's the only thing that stays on the counter and anything that I can't fit back in there. I can literally just scoop into a drawer Mm -hmm. and that's what I do. So I have as much out as fits there. And then that keeps me, it keeps it contained. Mm -hmm. It tells me my, so I have a very poor working memory. That tray reminds me where things go. Yeah. And so that helps me a lot. It makes me feel like there's order. And it's like, for me, it's a, a, a it's the bullseye. Like, I, I just see it all the time. I know, just stick it there. You'll be fine. Anything that doesn't fit there gets scooped into the drawer. And for the kitchen and the clear containers issue, mm-hmm. that's one for me too. So what I do is I buy those takeaway containers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 32 ounce. And I buy the pint. And then I buy the one smaller than that and that's what I put all of my leftovers in and I have in that drawer that I told you about that's um, where my oils and all that is what's also in that big drawer is masking tape and sharpies Mm -hmm. and so I just write on whatever it is and I stick it in the fridge because if I just stick it in a clear container but I don't use the blue masking tape and the and the sharpie I, I don't see that either so that's the only way that I can actually get to the leftovers and I cook so much and 
have historically thrown so much away. But that's a saving grace. And I also use it for dry goods because they're stackable. We just started using painter's tape. Uh, We were able to convert to using glass containers, right? So we were um, making food and having extras and putting it in the freezer. And so we were also making food for my parents at one point and freezing things for them. I love a label maker. So I was using the label maker. But for in the fridge, yeah, we just needed to start dating things. So Uh we knew how long they were in the fridge besides me, right? Because I could eyeball it and go, oh, that one. But one of the things was trying to, as, you know, my kids become teenagers, was to have less things that I'm solely responsible for, right? That other people can be thinking about. Good. One of the things that helps me a lot mm-hmm. actually has to do with, with food prep. And that is I've gotten into the habit of doing Sunday sauce, Sunday gravy, and then uh, using that to eat off of for a few days. So the more things that I can do that make multiple meals, then the less of a disaster I'm going to make my mm-hmm. kitchen. Like I said, I, I can't I can't figure out how to make it tidy, how to be prepped. I would need to plan much better so that I had everything prepped the day before and then actually cooked the day of. And I don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon. But what I can do is make a big pot of sauce or a big pot of soup, something like that, and then put it in those containers, freeze half of what I make, ate it, like you said, and then have half in the fridge, which I do right now. And that helps Mm -hmm. a lot. I want to ask about laundry. But before we do that, I love hooks. I have hooks everywhere in my closet, front door, back door, bathrooms, because people do not have to hang up a towel. They can just put it on a hook. Clothes when I'm taking them off if I'm not washing them. Mm -hmm. I don't have drawers. I got rid of drawers in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. And that makes it feel a lot easier by just having a closet with shelves. Same. I don't have drawers either. That makes it easier. I just have shelves. The other thing is in order to keep up on the, my laundry, I actually only own two loads of laundry worth of of clothes. That's really smart. It's, it's, it was partly by necessity, but then Mm -hmm. I realized later, like, no, actually this is kind of great. So no matter how bad it gets, no matter how long I go without doing laundry, it is only going to fill my laundry basket. It can't, nothing else can really happen. So it's like, do your laundry. I I just bought four (laughs) pairs of the same pants in different colors. Um, Okay, that works too. So, um, but um, we, we've done this for years since my kids were brand new. They have their own laundry basket in their bedroom. And so when they take clothes off, it was like, here's a big, easy target to hit. And um, we pre-sort ours in, um, I feel like I've leveled up because I have one like just for underwear that's not like a giant size. Um, mm-hmm. And it has like little handles that you can, you know, carry it down the hallway. Um, <laughs> and so we- your little, pa- your little panty purse. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, and it's, and we were putting socks in there too, because it was like the hot water, but I was feeling like my socks were getting a little bit too, uh, they, they were shrinking. So, um, but we, yeah, so we have like lights- Right. We have one for just lights and one for cold water wash. And, and, and then I have to do it. I can't leave it all for like a whole week because that creates too much laundry to, I, I've noticed with most things, I have a tolerance level. Like I don't mind something to a certain point. And then once I go beyond that, it's not fun anymore. 
like things like cooking and because we've tried doing batch cooking and it just turns it into a big chore, right? It's like, okay, okay. this was fun for a little while. If I do laundry a couple times a week and, or, you know, with my kids, it would be like yes. one load every day, you know, doing linens. Ooh, that's one that I, <laughs> I'm all excited about it. Having three sets of linens, like three sets of sheets for my bed, because when I take one off, I can put the clean ones on right away. And the yep. jo- that job is done. Like I can go to bed later because there's nothing mo- worse than coming mm-hmm. to bed and being surprised <laughs> that you can't go to bed because there's no sheets or you're going right. to sleep on a mattress with no sheets because I'm sure we've both done it. Yes. And then so you have one to be in laundry, you have one for backup and you have one in use. And that's worked really well with towels and, and stuff we- like that too. We do that with sheets. And by we, I mean my husband. I made the purchase of the sheets and he does all the bed changes, but it, I like that too. Mm-hmm. Being able to always know that you've got a good set ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you mentioned a way back something that I think um, has been key for me is every three to six months. And I think it generally ties into the change of the season. And when my kids were younger, it would be like changing pulling out their clothes, you know, like, okay, it's summer now, so you're not going to need these. And when they're, you know, when they're smaller, where, you know, mm-hmm. they're not going to be that same size again next year. Yes. So that kind of built the habit of going through the house and getting rid of things. Like two weeks ago, I went through our drawer that had all our first day in medicine stuff. And I was so surprised how much of it was outdated. And mm-hmm. so I wrote on it in Sharpies and took the stuff that was some of it was long expired, but just sort of having that regular process of keep, mm-hmm. get rid of, and that's either donate or rehome if I can, or maybe. And the maybe, if it's still there six months later and nobody's used it or touched it, that it's a get rid of. So we. How do you keep that on your radar? Well, it. That it's a six it, month. Because usually when I'm going through, I kind of know what I want to keep, what I want to keep. And what I don't want, like, it's basically, do I okay. love it? And if I love it, then I want it to stay in my home. Mm-hmm. If no one's really using it or it's not being well cared for. But I kind of have this process of like, and this is what I did. My family went skiing for the day over the winter break. And I could have had a day to myself. They don't like it when I start tearing the house apart. Mm-hmm. So I did it while they were gone. And I started in my closet. And I was like, okay, what here can go? And then... I'd go between the different bathrooms and looking, because my husband doesn't get rid of containers. He'll have like six empty containers in a drawer. Is that bad? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, and here's the thing. I was a military kid. We moved all the time. So getting rid of stuff was something that was, because when you move and you're packing everything up, you have to sort of decide if things are are coming and going. That's just how I have dealt with Mm -hmm. trying to have like a more simple life Mm -hmm. with the stuff that's around is the stuff that we're using. And then that gives us space Mm -hmm. in things like my top drawer in my bedroom to put stuff because I'm not storing other stuff. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. And it reminds me of something that Dana K. White says in A Slob Comes Clean, the idea of our house being a container. and we don't buy a bigger house. If we can't fit what we have comfortably into the container, then we need to lose the stuff. It used to always be like, just buy better containers, just buy Mm -hmm. ones with like stackable, you know, Mm -hmm. 
whatever. But I really liked that. I thought that was a nice idea. No. If it's too big for the container, get rid of it. So the idea for me of if I have more clothes than I can keep in a pretty decent sized laundry basket, then it's probably time to look at stuff to get rid of. That's how it works for me. Another thought I had when you were talking about getting rid of things was something that I started doing a couple of years ago. And that is right before the holiday snowball, which for me is September. That's kind of the last, my last little window before we go into Halloween. Now I'm planning for Thanksgiving. Now I'm planning for Christmas. Now I'm planning for New Year's. So in September. Is that what you mean by snowball? It just yes. It, oh okay. yeah. Okay. Once September mm-hmm. is done, it it's just, it's a shit show till the end of the year. Um, and by shit show, I mean, there are just lots of moving parts that need mm-hmm. to be planned out so that they don't stay a shit show. But, um, mm-hmm. but anyway, so what I do is that's when I want to clear the decks. So that's when I go through my spice drawers and I mm-hmm. see what needs to go. And I get rid of all of the old things and I put it on the grocery list for um, for the next shopping trip and then go through in the bathroom and get rid of all the outdated prescriptions or um, whatever, anything that needs to go can go. But I only do it once a year and I know to do it because that's me clearing the decks yeah. to get ready for prep time. And it also tells me there's a transition. So that's sort of my last little thing. And it helps me, um, it helps me to gear yeah, up. Yeah. You know what? All of these things are bigger jobs when we first start. Like I was speaking with someone who's in one of our new coaching groups. And when we start doing this stuff, there's this backlog of stuff, right? So of figuring out where oh, yeah. and what you want to do. And so the job is way bigger than than it is now. Like now, because I've been working on it in this house for five years, um, and there's different rooms in different spaces where at a point I'll be like, okay, this works. And then I don't have to do it anymore in this space, right? But until that point, it's kind of like every, yeah, every three to six months, I'm moving stuff around and I have this routine. And then where I usually start at one end of the house and I'll have piles throughout the house of like things that are moving to different locations. You say something that's going from my bedroom to the living room, I just drop stuff off. I'll pile up at the edge of the living room. And then when I get to the living room, I'll deal with it. But then I kind of have to do a reverse trip back to the the original place because I've gotten to my final destination. And then there's things in my final destination that are going back to the places that I've already been. Right. If when I'm moving stuff around, sometimes people are like, well, how do I do this? Right. And so it can be progressive. You can pause at any point, you know, and just be like, here's a bag in this cupboard for now. But, you know, it doesn't have to be an all in one shot. You reminded me of another thing. I have to give credit to Dana K. White Mm because I learned it from her. But it's the thing that I've talked about in group two. And that is that there's a big difference between cleaning and decluttering and the problem that I have and the reason that my projects became so big for so long was that I combined Mm -hmm. those two tasks and I thought it was one thing so I could spend all day in my kitchen cleaning quotes cleaning my kitchen and no wonder I didn't want to go back anytime soon when my kitchen got messy again because I'm like that's a seven hour project so Mm -hmm. recognizing decluttering is its own thing I, I automatically break it up into smaller chunks. And when I'm organizing or when I'm doing the work, like I was telling you about of getting rid of things in my kitchen or my, or my spice drawer, I pick either one drawer 
to do all the way to the end, or I pick one foot of space to do all the way to the end. But I don't ever pull everything out. I don't do Marie Kondo when I'm mm-hmm. when I'm organizing. Yeah. I remember you mentioning that, which is probably, yeah, because I can, I can kind of go down that rabbit hole. I don't do the whole thing, but I can get, you know, really caught up in doing it as well. So yeah, having ways to, to break it down is a really good idea. Well, and it gives me an easy win because I don't leave. If I get burnt out, I can go, I finished this whole drawer and it looks amazing. Even if I have 11 drawers still to be cleaned at another date and time. Yes. Now we have to go because we have our weekly meeting with people after coaching to um, support them in their ongoing coaching and accountabilities. So we need to say goodbye here. So thank you so much for helping me out with today's episode. And I know you've uh, helped out some other people with, with your great ideas. We'll have you back here sometime soon, Coach Roxy, my friend. Please do. Oh, and um, we'll have links to... You have a uh, wild hair confessional is your blog. Yeah, I'm right? just, I'm just getting going with it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. There's a few uh, posts there already. So if you guys want more of Coach Roxy, you can check it out right there. So thank you. Thanks for having me, girl. I hope you've enjoyed today's show and would love to hear your thoughts. To get in touch, you can write me an email at ask at ADHDfriendlylifestyle.com. Connect with me on my website, Instagram, and Facebook at ADHD Friendly Lifestyle, or Twitter at ADHDFL. Every episode has a website page with show notes, transcripts, next steps, resources, and articles related to the topic. To get these, visit ADHDfriendlylifestyle.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, The best way is to subscribe on the podcast player of your choice and by taking the time to rate and review it there. And here are other podcasts for your listening pleasure. On Hacking Your ADHD, Will Curb gives tips, tools, and insights. Brendan Mahan hosts ADHD Essentials, focusing on parenting and education. Thanks for listening. See you later.